Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Social Jello with Angelo. Uh, right now, I'm promoting the YouTube channel, so if you're listening to this from iTunes, uh, make sure to check out my YouTube channel at Social Jello. Also, stop by www.socialjello.com to find out how you can support the show from Patreon to Twitter to Instagram. I don't want to go on a long spiel, I don't want you to tune out. Um, today's guest is Eric. Eric. You know what? I'm going to mess up his name so badly that I'd rather just have you listen to the show and I say his full name during the show properly. So how's that? Let's get started with the show. Oh, and before we do, I should probably mention he is a amateur comedian and he's making his debut in China. So it's a really interesting topic. He talks about how it works doing stand-up in China, which is pretty cool. Either way, for reals now, let's get started with the show. All right, voila. voila, we're here with Eric Dinesh. Did I say that right? Yes, yes, that's right, Eric Dinesh. Sick. I was pretty sure I was going to butcher your name. Um, so, Eric, what's up, man? I was talking to you a few weeks back. I told you I wanted to have you on the show. Uh, for those yeah. of you listening, and uh, I, I, I may have mentioned this in the intro, but Eric is getting into the stand-up comedy scene in Shanghai, China. And Yay. I was just wondering, I guess, uh, what's it like doing stand-up out there? It's good. It's refreshing because it's like my first time doing stand-up uh, after everyone keep on like... My, my, it's, it's a little bit different. Like right now, if we talk and something comes up funny, it's more organic. But stand-up, you have to have a script, and then you need to have proper punches, delivery, and at the same time, make sure most of the audience, not everyone, gets and laughs. Sometimes it's a tough audience. They don't get it on the same, on the same, you think that that's a good punch. How come people don't get it? Like, you know, sense of humor is a little bit debatable with everyone. And uh, yeah, sometimes this is a place uh, here in uh, comedy clubs in Shanghai where you can let loose on some of terms. Uh, you can <laughs> say things about uh, the going around news and everything, but be sarcastic about it and still just laugh about it, not make a serious issue out of, out of it, even though there are some Chinese, bilingual Chinese are there. So, okay. yeah, that's a good place, actually. So your, um, your audience... Well, what's you? I guess what kind of what kind of audiences are you performing for? Like you said, you just right now you kind of touched on it. You said that it's a mix of bilingual speaking Chinese and expats, or? Uh, uh, expats and bilingual Chinese. Uh, it's like young Chinese who are more into the Western culture and who are like in and out of this Instagram and ongoing things, everything like the floss dance, like the Morgan Freeman's review of two thousand eighteen. Have you seen that? And how's that, like, uh, you mentioned that, like, they're on Instagram. Do Is Instagram available out there? Uh, not very regularly. Not officially. Not still people, Yeah, still people get hold of it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like, to do, like, you know, VPN services and whatnot, right? 
So yeah, like something like that. So you when you write your material, are you writing material that is based on your experiences or in in Shanghai or are you writing experience like are are you are is your style more talking about your own personal experiences uh growing up or yeah right now it's basically coming out of my uh, personal life friend stories and social life kind of thing I haven't touched the uh new subjects or what's going around over here but uh, it's mostly personal subjects actually oh cool cool Cool, cool. Yeah, that's a good way to start. At least you have some familiarity with the material and you can grow on it. And then include some, gain a little experience, like uh, put your feet in the water kind of thing. See. Uh, for my listeners that don't know, um, I met Eric at the, oh boy, I'm going to fuck this up. Hash Runners Club. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes, it's a it's a drinking group with a running problem. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, and then for the listeners that have been keeping up with the show, I had uh, John, John, damn it, it's not it's not Travolta. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> Definitely not. Maybe Asian Travolta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a Hong Kong Cantonese Travolta. He's a. He's got a Can very, we call him John Cantonese? We'll, we'll call him John. He's he's French Canadian, so uh, hey. it's like Zavolt, Zavolt, and he's probably if if he's listening to this, he's like he's saying his last name. Damn you, Angelo! You're fucking up my name again. So <laughs> either way, uh, I had another hash runner on the show because he guided me through the mountains of Japan, but um. But either way, nice. long, long story short, yeah, he's part of the same club. You're actually the first person I met out there that I actually ran officially with the club. Because like I was telling the club members that normally I just go running unofficially with club members on our own runs that have nothing to do with drinking. And, and they have more. Well, we drink. Did we drink? Yeah, we drink after. After yeah. we were done running, yeah, we drink. We did. It was more of a. The one I I know the one we did we we were we were going by the by the rules or kind of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sort of kind of following a route and stopping the drink <laughs> on the way there. But the runs I do with the guys out here, um, the people yeah the guys that I know out here they uh they they mostly are like were like serious runs and then after we were finished running we drink. It wasn't an official hash runner run. But, um, right, right. I guess uh, what what got you into comedy? Because I, I do, I, I am gonna, you know, I know you you did a disclaimer earlier that you recently got into comedy. You recently got into stand up. Mm -hmm. But uh, what what got you into comedy? Uh, well, I've been. Uh, I did this in India a little bit, where oh. it's just like a skit kind of thing for the college or for the company kind of thing. Doing for the R and R, we call it as a rewards and recognition town hall ceremonies. So we had like small skits, improv shows, right? That, but that was long time ago. Uh, then here, I was like very busy with the schedule, with the uh, up and running life of Shanghai, which is always moving twenty four seven. It's like apparently, even if you met uh, like a month ago, that feels like long time ago. Uh, that's how it goes in Shanghai. So, yeah, most of my friends were like pushing me. You should do it. You should do it. You should do it. 
And I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And then, yeah, it went well. I've done one, uh, two, two shows right now, two stand-ups in front of people and unofficially in, when you drink in the group, like you and I did there. Which <laughs> <laughs> actually encouraged you. By the way, I'm honored that you're putting me on your po- podcast. Thank you very much for that. Oh yeah, that's no worries. There's no worries at all. Like I, I had a good time. I, I like having um, for my show, I, I like having people from all sorts of backgrounds. So like, uh, I I really enjoyed hanging out with you. And and when you said you were, you you were doing what you were doing, uh, my show, I kind of have people from all sorts of stuff. Uh, I like to have I like to interview ex- expats, and mm-hmm. um, and I also like to focus a lot on martial arts. But I kind of go b- between the two, which is cool. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, I guess my other question for you doing doing stand up in China, mm-hmm. like, is there any taboo topics that you try to avoid? Uh, basically, the politics that are going around. I I I I haven't gotten into it to address them in a funny way yet. Because I'm just observing the other people, kind of veterans over here, who've been doing this for a couple of years. So how uh, how exactly sensitive these things are? Because sometimes they go out of proportion, and the social media is a big thing over here. So we just don't want to grab too much attention. Yeah. Because we are expats, we are guests in this country, so we need to uh, follow the rules and be respectful about that. So yeah, and not make too much... Uh, not go too extreme and make fun of things but yeah we do include some of them the scene is still there but it's still budding and it's uh it's actually an upcoming rising trend i can say because most of the people are interested and uh, some of the clubs over here like shanghai comedy club and kung fu comedy club they've been here for a long time got like a a bunch of uh, 50 performers approximately who keep on performing regularly doesn't matter how the response is, they just keep on performing it. Wow. Open mic nights where other people are encouraged to new people like me and the other uh, uh, to come up and then just experiment with things. That also happened like twice a week for each club over here. And we got two more actually here. Uh, there's like uh, uh, Shanghai Bunker, uh, Comedy Bunker. That's the new one I'm hearing about. I still need to go and check it out, and uh, it's sometimes it's the same people uh, branching out something. But uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's an rising trend, at least here in Shanghai. How many comedians would you roughly estimate are out there doing their thing right now in Shanghai? Well, around thirty-five, approximately to fifty, who's done, including the open mic nights, who regular at open mic nights. Wow, and. Do the do, is there any is there any Chinese comedians doing their acts in Chinese or is it all in English? Uh, English, English at least in these groups in English. Uh, I'm sure there are, there are some kind of things in Chinese too going on that we might not be aware of because we don't understand the Chinese completely to that level to get the humor part. But yeah, there are there are a lot of Chinese performers who are doing stand-ups. Cool. And. You were saying uh, originally you you came out from uh, you came out from India. How long have you been in Shanghai now? Uh, seven years and running. Seven years, and you can speak some Chinese, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah. 
And uh, so you've been out there. What what brought you out to Shanghai in the first place? Uh, it's a boring topic. I came here for my MBA. <laughs> you came out for for <coughs> for my MBA, for my international MBA oh. from Harvard. Oh, yeah. From so you came out. Huh? You, you went out there for your. You went out there for your MBA. Yeah, from Hald International Business School. It's like a one-year executive kind of MBA. I worked for like five years in India, and then I came here. Okay, okay. And uh, you were saying that like, so right now, you're doing comedy. You're starting off. Mm -hmm. And like, a lot of the origin stories for any comedian, they're very similar as far as like, there's always this transitional period where you're kind of, you're working and you're doing comedy at the same time, kind of balancing both work and, and art. Is that is that where you're at right now? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <clears throat> I, 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 used, I used to manage a co-working space here last time when you met me. So through that, I got into a lot of social network and then I got exposed to so many art groups and everything and then uh, uh friends encouragement they're like yeah you should go about it you're very funny dude and i was like okay at least go onto the stage and see, check how funny i am <laughs> in the group it's organic when it's scripted it's a little different game altogether and at the same time you got to take the uh, throwback from the audience who doesn't respond sometimes yeah, but, but I was happy with the things I did, actually. I, I shared a story of my friends, and it was, like, with, with many details and everything in my routines, I got, like, three girls come up, and they asked me, did that really happen to you? And I was like, no, it's not my story. <laughs> they were pretty convinced. So I was like, okay, job half done. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. If you, yeah, if you can convince them that's, that that was something that you experienced. That's definitely a, a, a good flip on on being able to flip a story like that, right? Yeah. So, doing comedy out there, um, mm -hmm. I know that, uh, like I said, I I was I was looking at it, and I was I, I had a friend of mine who has a he has got a YouTube channel out there. Well, he's got a YouTube channel, not out there, but you know, he's got mm -hmm. a YouTube channel. And he was talking on his YouTube channel about things he was told that he's not allowed to talk about. There's certain subjects that he's not allowed to even mention. Um, and religion being one of them. So he kind of avoids talking about... Yeah. You know, I, I guess with Chinese citizens, you're not allowed to have conversations about religion. I'm not sure if the rules are... Are expats allowed to talk to each other about religion? Or is that also a taboo topic? Uh, expats can talk to each other about any sh anything they want, oh, okay. <laughs> as long as they don't blow it up with the Chinese. Yeah, with the Chinese, uh, yeah, religion, uh, uh, politics, type of uh, uh, government rules and everything. Uh, it's it's a little bit uh, <clears throat> safe not to talk uh, to Chinese unless until you know them very well or something. But its general rule is don't get into those subjects. Oh, okay, with other Chinese people. So me and you on the podcast can talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. Uh, you can, but you don't want to put me in trouble. With the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm testing the waters, if you will. <laughs> Not my first rodeo, Angelo. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess one of the things. 
I, I, another thing I like to talk about on my show is I'll, I'll sometimes pick an article mm-hmm. uh, that kind of fits the background and just kind of run it by you. And uh, did you uh, did you hear did you hear about the article on the Guardian about Louis C.K. supposedly mocking Parkland survivors? Did you hear about that? Uh, no. What survivors? Okay. Uh, do you remember the the shooting in the U.S. Uh, last year? There was that uh, high school shooting in i believe it was florida and um i believe i might be wrong it might not be florida so anybody listening saying it's not florida you fucking suck you don't remember uh it was a high school it's okay it's okay florida people got used to it (laughs) they got lots of guns so i'm sure (laughs) well they changed their history so yeah Uh, Yeah. (laughs) poor yeah poor Poor Florida. Okay, I was right. Yeah, I, I just Googled it. Just just to be sure. <laughs> just to be sure. You know, they say blame yeah, I didn't Cat. have to be sure. I knew it. Even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Florida, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Bl- blame Florida when it comes to shootings. Um, yeah, so like, there, yeah, just to, I'm sure my listeners should know about this shit, but if they don't, um... February 14th, 2018, uh, there was a, a guy who, a gunman opened fire at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 17 students and staff members and injuring 17 others. Um, uh, that's sad. To Wikipedia, it was sad. It was sad. It was sad. Uh, a little after that, so do you, have you heard of the shooting? I guess we'll start with that. Did you, did you hear about that? Uh, well, <clears throat> on the lighter note. I remember this statistics, but by Jan 2018, the number of school shootings already increased compared to the previous years or the entire history in Jan alone. So, yeah, I think it's a serious subject, but it, uh, somewhere uh, around, along the repetitions of things happening and people not doing anything about it has actually lost its uh, intensity or the seriousness, actually. If yeah. you ask me, so yeah, school shootings right now. If you ask even a kid, it's like, oh, that happens every week, so it's not a big deal in America. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the attitude among the people because people got a lot of other things to do. But yeah, that's really they got to do something about it. <clears throat> and um, so, I guess, did you hear about this particular shooting or uh, not this one actually? But okay. I. I I do have a faint, uh, faint recollection that Louis did, uh, CK did say something about this stuff, and it blew out of proportion. Yeah, and yeah. Well, so what? So refresh me. So yeah, uh, refresh so, my memory. Please. So according to the, this is an article I pulled up from the Guardian, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's it was when was it published? Does it have it? Oh, here we go. This was published on uh, December. Oh, December thirty first. So recent. Oh no. No, not December 31st. I'm looking at the wrong end. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, let me see here. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> let me see here. Multiple uh, times. It's recent. It's recent enough that when I when I googled it originally, it came up on a, on a on under stand-up comedy news it came up. Okay, yeah. Here it was published January 1st. So yeah, it's a fairly recent article here in the Guardian published January 1st, uh, 2019. So they were kind of reviewing that Louis, well, Louis C.K. here has been having a, is it, do you know if it's Louis or Louis C.K.? I think it's Louis C.K. Louis. Louis sounds yeah. so, I like Louis because of that song, oh, Louis, Louis, 
such a great artist. Yeah. <laughs> but, <Both> uh, <laughs> but um, so aside from from making fun of a, a, a great stand-up name, um, <laughs> Lewis, uh, yeah, he uh, just to kind of before we go into this article, what happened after the shooting was uh, some of the survivors went to Congress uh-huh. and started uh, kind of talking and protesting against gun violence in general. And uh, there was a big, eh, it was amidst a lot of re- recently after the recent election, high tensions have not stopped between left and right political stuff. But uh, these guys went out there, these, uh, these kids, uh, these boys and girls, went up there mm-hmm. and started protesting. Um, they kind of started a movement to bring awareness to school shootings. And uh, a little while later, uh, Louis C.K. did a routine, um, kind of, you know, make, make, making kind of fun of, of the situation. Uh, and uh, he said, quote, uh, they testify in front of Congress, these kids, what the fuck, what are you doing? You're young, you should be crazy, you should be unhinged, not, not in a suit saying, I'm here to da 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 and then go off, and then he said, fuck you, you're not interesting because you went to a high school where kids got shot. And that was his, kind of his punchline to what was uh, happening. Now, he's already was in a lot of heat because of uh, allegedly uh, masturbating um, sexual misconduct. The, he's been trying to make a comeback because he admitted, he, well, he, not allegedly, he, he admitted to sexual misconduct, uh, including masturbating in front of women. Um, in an audio post on an online recent routine, uh, he, you know, he, he went out and he said he did it, but the interesting thing is that he admitted to the sexual misconduct, but at the time that he did it, it was consensual because he, it was, it was, this was a, this was a while back when it happened and it wasn't, it, this is before he became famous. He was actually a, a, a small comp, small time comic and he just had this. Right. He had this uh, kick, this thing that he liked to do, where he'd ask some of the people that watch, some of the girls that watch the show later, if he could masturbate in front of them, and they said yes, and and he and he did, and some of them said no, and he didn't. So it was a it was it was a consensual act <laughs> it of sexual consensual. Yeah. It, it was a consensual act of sexual misconduct. It's not like he, it's not like he held him hostage, like in that Chappelle routine where where the homeless guy is jacking off on the bus and. <laughs> and he goes, nobody move <laughs> I got one loaded <laughs> it wasn't anything yeah, well, like that I think in his defense like the saying goes it's not a sexual misconduct if you look like Idris Alba so <laughs> sorry Lewis yeah <laughs> yeah I guess that, that definitely didn't play for him but um, but yeah, then then he then he got he kind of got ripped a new one by the Guardian after that. But I guess I, this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like uh, this is some, this is a conversation me me and you were having about nothing being nothing is sacred in comedy. Nothing is sacred in comedy. So I guess like in this case, mm-hmm. as, as someone who's getting into comedy into comedy, what do you think about? When and I mean, like right now, I'm looking at this article, and they're they're only mentioning like what two sentences? One, like the the quote they testify in front of Congress, these kids unquote, 
what the fuck? What are you doing? You're young. You should be crazy. You should be unhinged. Not in a suit saying, I'm here to tell, fuck you. You're not interesting because you went to a high school where kids got shot, shot, unquote. So, like, we're literally yeah. looking at one, two, three, four, maybe, like, 20 seconds, 30 seconds of material. And we're not looking at any of the context. Like, we're not... Yeah, that's... We're not, thing. we're not looking at the entire act. We have no idea what, I mean, how long, what, how, how long would you say the average stand-up act is? It's, it, it, artists like that big, it goes around uh, one hour to 90 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes if when they, uh, inter uh, when they release the Netflix shows or uh, Comedy Central shows. But normally, in general, here in Shanghai, it goes around like a, 10 minutes at the max 10 to se 7 to 10 minutes yeah so like from from your level you have like even you still have even if you did have like a 90 what it took me maybe less than 30 seconds to just say these quotes so mm -hmm. even if i had if you had a 10 minute act then i got uh -huh. 30 seconds of what you're saying and printed it in an article to say that this is your view on something politically um yeah. That's totally out of context. Uh, he must have. He, yeah, yes, he said the words because there's a video about it. There's a proof about it. He said the words, but come on. You cannot take it out of context and just say about things and then add it to some consensual sexual misconduct. I don't know how all three of these stand up in the same sentence. <laughs> consensual sexual misconduct. How does it even work? Well, I, I, I'm saying consensual sexual misconduct. They're saying they're completely throwing out the quote-unquote from the article is the comic has been attempting a comeback after admitting to sexual misconduct including masturbating in front of women that's all they put in the article i'm adding more context by talking about the other articles i've read where he actually goes into a long disclosure as to what that sexual misconduct was and it's interesting to say sexual misconduct notice it doesn't say sexual assault yeah 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 but oh god Okay, I am a feminist. I am a feminist. I, I am in part of groups over here helping women who because of the uh, pay gap between men and women. I, I find articles, I send it to them to have a healthy discussion. I tell them because all feminists need right now is to include more men into the circle rather than forming their own groups because best case, it will get more men into the group and uh, get them to hear the views which they were not told by traditional, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, male uh, protagonist way of, uh, what is the word? I forgot the word. Uh, 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 patriarchy. 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 Down, patriarchy. Down, down with the patriarchy. Down yeah, with the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Patriarchal hey, oh, way I, I, I remember. I remember this one. I remember this one. Hey, hey, ho, ho, patriarchy has got to go. Okay, by, by the way, uh, my background, I, uh, I actually participated in a lot of feminist march, marches and was part of the uh, feminist movement on my college campus. So before, before people start grabbing what I'm saying right now out of context, yeah. acting like I'm making fun of feminism, I'm totally not. No, 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 actually not. Yeah, so basically what I tell them is like, you need to include, include more men into them, uh, best case. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the max it can happen is at least you'll educate a person who hasn't been uh, seen this point of view from the woman's side, and that person will educate more 
mails about this like this is actually what goes on and everything so it's it's not what exactly they're saying is all nonsense but it's not like more women needs to get empowered women are already empowered in my point of view they are actually on a high side shanghai is a female driven city it's a female driven city a female always has a higher status over here that's why i like shanghai uh so they need to include more men at least to educate men how to understand their point of view rather than isolating them and expecting the change to come that's what i tell to most of the uh, groups i am i am a part of over here so with this uh, uh, patriarchal uh, view of things i think uh, all the sexual uh, misconduct and sexual assault is going haywire even uh, there's like a <clears throat> i i read uh, <clears throat> there was something called a uh, vagina monologues by one of the artists which has been going around and it took a it was interesting but at the same time it took a lot of heat from the feminist groups too so i was like uh, okay get your act together at least come in one place together and tell us what to do and we will do <laughs> we are men we need to know what to do we can't go around in these things just airing about these things Well, uh, so yeah, uh, coming back to the topic about uh, the sexual misconduct and the things he quoted about the gun shooting i think the gun shooting thing is totally out of mis- uh, mis- out of the context uh, he just they just took out the words and quoted that he said it and his bad luck that it came out at that point of time where alleged sexual misconduct not assault I don't know how that works actually either you assaulted or you didn't assault there's no halfway about it either you're pregnant or you're not <laughs> yeah and again, again like just making sure that I make it real clear the article just says uh a comeback after admitting to sexual misconduct that's that's all they say uh they don't say sexual assault they don't say they don't say they don't say anything about alleged um yeah so i i say alleged to avoid any I I I hate to com- I like I really hate to put a podcast out there. I I don't like taking stuff off the internet. So I I always used words like alleged to keep myself safe from someone saying that it was or wasn't or that I said blah blah blah. So um so I'm just doing that to protect my own ass. But really um yeah, the, this whole thing as far as like sexual misconduct, the differences between sexual misconduct and sexual assault cuz like I'm completely against sexual assault and sexual misconduct it it depends I guess on the, again it goes back to the context and what was happening I wasn't there so I can't I can't really go into it I can't really go into it and say he did or didn't he did admit well, to, go ahead. we were never there yeah <laughs> it was really long ago yeah. yeah we were never there yeah yeah we were no there no one was there apart from him and the uh, supposedly the woman who who agreed to it so they're done with it i don't know why media is making a big deal out of it well yeah i think media got caught up with the wave of sexual assaults that came along with all the actors and the comedians at that time yeah and I, last year. It, it's like everyone everyone has been a sexual sexual misconduct everyone that you know all the names that you know has like okay yeah well i think what's happening is um It's I guess it goes off that paradigm on whether or not you're going to when you're looking at history if you're going to look at it through cultural relativism or if you're going to look at it and and analyze it from today's standards and today's culture. 
Yeah, actually. Well, every cultural relativism is actually evolving. It keeps on evolving all the time with the changing times, with the social media, with the technological adv advancements and everything. So there's no black and white in there. It's a lot of gray area. And uh, maybe it's a little unfair to like compare it with things happen in the last decade uh, to at this decade's standards, because he has been in the industry for a long time. And he, no one knows what exactly went down at that time, what things people had to do to uh, survive in that particular industry at that time. We all know the nitty gritty part of the glam, but we don't know what exactly goes behind the screens. Yeah. Because no one wants to know. And now it's like a scoop uh, for all the media to get out the dirty stuff into the public. But yeah, it's, it, well, people uh, people have a lot of things to take care of who are not in this world, not in the glam world. So they'll just read about it, get over it, and move on to the next topic. And that's the best they can do. That's That's what normally they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of part of like, I did a podcast a while back about the difference between being an activist and being part of an outrage culture. Mm -hmm. um, it's one thing to be, I mean, it's one thing to actually be an activist. Like I, I'm currently no longer, I don't consider, I no longer consider myself an activist, a political activist. I used to be a political activist. Why don't I consider myself a political activist? Well, cause I, I no longer hold signs and organize protests. I used to hold signs and, and hold and organize protests. We'd, we'd, uh, at the time, we were doing them on campus, so we had to submit for permits through the administration. Um, I know now they made a law where you have, in the U.S., you actually have to do this through the U.S. Too, too, but what a lot of people don't know, when people were making a big deal about this protesting thing and this idea that now that uh, the government's requiring you to get a permit to protest and people were saying it's encroaching on their freedom of speech, not realizing that you always had to get a permit to protest. It just wasn't illegal. Like before, if you didn't want your protest to be broken up by the cops, um, mm -hmm. you had to get a permit to protest. Otherwise, cops can limit the law enforcement and any version of law enforcement, including security guards if you're on private property, we're allowed to tell you you can't enter this area with your protest. You can continue your protest. You have freedom of speech there. Like there are certain zones where you have freedom, where you can be uh, on this pri on this public property. You have it. This is private property. You don't. So you had to get permits yeah. to be to be able to organize your protests. So we we would we would we would get petitions from our our university. Our university told us, okay, yeah, you know, with your permit. You can you can protest around this area. You can't go into this area. You can't, you know. I think we, there was rules, and in order for us to be able to have our protest and be protected by law enforcement, because once you actually work within that paradigm, we would contact the ACLU, and we, right. and we would work with the ACLU to hold our protests. And when you work within that paradigm, then you can actually have more freedom of speech because the cops don't break up your protest, and if there's counter protesters the law enforcement can create a barrier and protect you from any violence that might come from counter-protesters. So people didn't realize that this was happening. And like after the whole political debacle from, from 2018, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, I should say 2016, right? Um, yeah. A lot of people kind of went haywire thinking that they can just grab signs, and they can, and start blocking freeways and whatnot. 
and they thought that you know that that's that's what everyone else was doing because that was their version of political activism <clears throat> but like to kind of just sum up i no longer consider myself a political activist because i'm no longer active as a political activist I, yeah, I think people forgot it's uh, US, not France. After the World Cup winning celebration. Wow, <laughs> 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 well, that was first time for me. I saw the videos after the World Cup and I was like, what the hell is going on? Did something happen again? Uh, I was like, no, they're just happy. Wait, what? They're destroying cars and shops because they're happy? That's how it works in France. I was like, okay. That is new to me. That is one way of expressing happiness. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, uh, I want to say that there's. If I look up sporting events and riots that happen after sporting events, I I can find that all across the U.S. as well. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you look up riots mm -hmm. here, uh, after the Super Bowls, after after uh, even small games, I see. Uh, riots after a football game. America. Let's see here. Let me Google this real quick and see how many hits I get. Uh, riots after a football game in America. Check the recent news. And okay, here we go. December 22nd, 2018. Football violence. Oh, that's South America, though. I, sh I should probably... I, that's so American of me, right? To, to assume that when I type in America, it's going to be the United States. Because, you know... Hey, we, even we, Miami doesn't come under United States. It's part of United States, but it's, it belongs to South America. The United States of Miami. The United States of Miami. They, they do have their own bizarre world. I know, right? They oh, my really God. Do. They really do. Uh, 25 cities with sports stands. Riots after a football game. Why do... Okay, I guess February 5th, 2018. Uh, they talk about uh, after Philadelphia's football game. Uh, tear gas. Top football players are still too sick to play after they were tear gassed. Uh, November. Oh, but it keeps... Here, I'm going to have to put... I'm going to have to put American football on here because it still keeps putting me into, into, uh, and riot. Yeah. It just keeps telling me. Yeah. It really, it really wants to go. I guess the biggest thing is what's happened. I guess Buenos Aires was the last place to have a really horrible, American football, yeah, after Philadelphia Eagles game in fe on February 5th, 2018. That was the last riot that broke out after uh, after a game, uh, according to the, the Straits Times. I don't, and that Straits spelt with a S T R A I T S. I, I don't know what that's all about, but um, and also according to the Daily Mail, um, it seems that yeah, there was a. There was a, uh, a there was a game riots erupt in Philadelphia after the Eagles' first Super Bowl win. Um, it was published. This was in 2018, on February 5th, 2018. So last year, last year there was a, there was a last riot after, after the last yeah. Super Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. So so it does happen. It does happen. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I guess it does happen in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
but not but it doesn't happen over over football football football, football. Like, yeah. like <laughs> as, as many of my Spanish-speaking friends would say, it, it happens over American football. Football! They, they have like an aggressive way of putting it out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, you shouldn't talk about football to them. They are the masters. Yeah, foot, football. They are the football. masters of actual foot. Foot to ball. Foot mm-hmm. to ball. Not foot to balls. I would say... Yeah, I was about to say that. I would say karate guys are more the masters of foot two balls, but uh, but yeah, but not 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 like football. <laughs> not like football, yeah. <laughs> foot loose, foot, maybe. Foot loose. <laughs> yeah, maybe foot loose, foot loose, foot loose. I, I believe Kevin Bacon is the master of foot loose. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so either way, wrapping back into the kind of trying to get back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened with this whole Lewis CK thing, um, they were kind of using the platform that Lewis CK is the is the enemy, and then they kind of start, the Guardian went after him, after his new routine, uh, made fun of the kids that protested against the, uh, the gun advocacy. And then the, the article just goes on to talk about... Uh, just kind of talking about kind of going after Louis CK and his career and, and just feeling like, uh, I don't know, the, the overall message that I get out of it mm-hmm. is, is that they, they just feel that he's, uh, they're kind of portraying him as a, I don't know, I guess as a conservative, as making fun of the left, I guess. He's making fun of the left. Because of what his statement that he made about uh, the people that came out for the school shooting, and, and the, interesting, the, the interesting thing about that school shooting is that the kids that stepped out and started to protest, um, they did get a lot of media attention. And to make it even more controversial, uh, people were claiming that they were crisis actors. Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah. I heard of the term crisis actors, yeah. And some people were trying to say they were crisis actors. So I guess there was a lot of controversy behind that too. But um, I guess just to wrap up that article, um, what what are your thoughts on this idea? Like as far as like once someone has made a mistake and admitted to it, uh, such as like he did. He admitted that he made a mistake with the whole sexual misconduct. You know, he apologized for it. He's trying to start his career again. Should someone be able to, if they do make a mistake, let's say they did. Let's just let's just let's let's leave the article to the side and say we wrapped All up right. that con- we wrapped up that conversation. But okay. uh, my my question is, if you're a comedian or a famous person. And you make a mistake. You genuinely make a mistake. You let's say you you did something that was that was considered uh, offensive, um, such as make sexual misconduct. Let's say you did. Let's say let's say you were jacking <laughs> off on the street. Oh wow! Uh, you were really drunk, and uh, you should have known better. You you were blackout drunk. You you were jacking off on the street. 
you weren't necessarily holding anyone hostage. You were just, you know, you were minding your own business, but breaking the law. And uh, nobody caught you. You didn't get arrested. But, uh, but you know, okay. some people, some people saw you, and they and they took some videos on their smartphones and took some snapshots of that. And you fucked up. You fucked up. You did. You fucked up. You shouldn't have been doing that. But you never got arrested for it. But you shouldn't have been doing that. So you, you come out and you admit that you fucked up and that and that you that you shouldn't have done it. Should should that be your career ender? Should that be the end of your career? Should should is that something that should is there a grace? Like if you mess up that bad, if you fuck up like that, where it didn't hurt someone else physically, it might have offended a lot of people because it is offensive. Should that be a career, should should, yeah. should that be should that be a career ender? Um, or no. Or should or should you be allowed to apologize and move on? Yeah, I think he did apologize, right? I think it shouldn't be a career ender. Well, <clears throat> for the famous people, it's like walking on a, a straight edge. They gotta keep so many things straight, but people forget. Uh, it's the problem is sometimes uh, people need to idealize people. And that's where the glam and the famous people come into. And when they get to know that they're just like us, doing stupid things, somehow it doesn't sit well with the common people. It shouldn't be a career ender. And he apologized for whatever it was. Uh, whatever it was, he apologized for it. So it should be done and just move on with it. Anyhow, people will move on. It will just take some time. It shouldn't be a career ender. We yeah. had an instant. We had an instant like that in uh, our Indian uh, Bollywood thing, where one of the famous actor somehow he he got drunk and he spilled all the dirty secrets inside the industry, uh, going on with the casting couches and everything. And there was a big uproar about him that we sh everyone should ban him about the uh, from the industry and all that thing. But things got settled down, and then he did well. Not at the same level, but he's still working and his daughter became very famous because of her talent and acting skills and the opportunities she got. She's pretty famous among the young generation right now. So, yeah, the dust will settle. It's just a matter of time. It shouldn't be a career ender. Everyone does mistakes and it didn't harm anyone. It's not something that uh, cannot be taken back. Or uh, well, not taken back. Uh, something that uh, the whole world should stop at. Nothing stops the world. Everyone goes on with their own thing. So yeah, in my point of view, it shouldn't be a career ender. It does put some hurdles in the career. And uh, 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 like you gave the case, if I did it, yeah, it will. Uh, it will give me a lot of smack about things. A lot of uh, friends maybe unfriend me. Uh, people avoid me. I might lose my job on that if things get serious. Then starting again, finding another job or changing the location or something like that. There are many ways to do it. But yeah, it shouldn't be a career ender. He he has done he has done so much of good work. He he made so many people laugh. He he made people uh, forget about their miseries even for like 90 minutes or something or whenever they reminisce the uh, the comic quotes and then say about it again. But yeah, I think uh, after that, he did a SNL show after that. Or maybe that was before, I guess. I, I remember watching uh, uh, SNL uh, hosted by uh, CK last year, in the last season, actually. 
Yeah, no, he's he's done he's done some he's done some work after he's still trying to he, he's not trying he, he he's getting his stuff together, and um, yeah. and he 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 has been getting his career going again. Like aside from all that, well, it's it depends. I think it's not as bad as Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, Kevin. Oh shit! Oh, fuck, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Not oh, fuck. Not like fuck Kevin Spacey, but ah, oh, fuck Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that's a I whole like, why? <laughs> why? House of Cards. That was my favorite show. They gotta dump it because of him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Oh th- my god! Like people feel that he lost his mind, but. Have you ever met actors? Have you ever like talked to actors? Have you met actors and, and hung out with them? Uh, not not the famous one, but performers, yes. Yeah, performers, yes. Yeah, I've uh, when I was, I mean, I'm not, I haven't met super famous people. Well, I have. I've I've met a few famous people, and I've met like a who? few. I met um. Me. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I I met the, I on. met I met uh, yeah, yeah. I met you know, I I didn't want I didn't want to tell everyone on the show, but yeah, I met I met Eric Dinesh in Shanghai, China. It was it was oh, something on, else. I heard I, I heard I heard the legends. I heard the legends, but they I want I'm here to say they are all true. Everything, everything <laughs> that you've heard is true. Yes, he okay. is. He is qualified to be the Indian Ron Jeremy. Don't ask how I know that. It's not. It's not as bad as the Louis C.K. scandal because it's. Cons- it was consensual. Okay, it was consensual. I said it was all good. You know, and I, 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 there was no cameras, but I can verify. He's got some talents. Oh, you're getting me in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> you're starting a trouble for me now. God knows how many people listen to this podcast, man. <laughs> okay, this is this is what I say to all the women I know, uh, friends, brothers, sisters, and others. Uh, it's like whatever I did do or didn't do, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. This is a so it's like it's not just an apology. It's a disclaimer for future events. I'm apologizing for now yeah, and the past and the future. <laughs> the it, yeah, yeah. Fuck cultural relativism. I'm letting you know right now. In the future, you come back. You listen to this. I apologize for this ahead of time. <laughs> Whatever I did say or didn't say, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, okay. To answer your question, um, yeah, I met Bill Murray. I met Bill Murray. He oh, was actually nice. he was actually a pretty cool guy. He lived in my town, and I and he was nice. uh, he was really he was just really chill. He was really relaxed. Definitely, um, just a you know just like a normal dude. It, it didn't. It was nothing. I was a little starstruck when I met him, so I, I didn't have a long chance. It wasn't like we were friends or anything, but I did get to meet him and family. But I, I didn't get to actually have a, a, a full conversation with the dude. Um, yeah. But even yeah, then, had, like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I had the same experience with one of the uh, biggest uh, superstars from my South India. So he just visited. I was working for GE. We had like a separate campus. That was like my starting years of the career in 2006, 2006. Yeah. Somebody just came, visited, and he was like so simple. Uh, everyone was like standing out there. I got to shook his hand. So... Yeah, I wasn't starstruck, but I was like, he's just like us. We saw him on the screen, and he's just like a normal, kind person. 
and then we hear a lot of stories in the media which goes on and everything but he's just like us so yeah of course he does mistakes of course he does things which are not exactly what he says in the movies because we have a different kind of craze in india about movie stars whenever yeah. they say some people take it too seriously on screen things they forget that it's scripted they forget that it's all uh, uh, it's, it's his job that's what his living comes from yeah and then they're in character and like yeah when i was out in, being out here in japan i did i did a little bit of a I'm a part of a talent agency. I just don't have time to to be I, I was on I got like a five second extra shot as an extra. I did some modeling and acting just because oh, nice. it was it was offered, so I figured I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um That was like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. <laughs> I can keep going. Yeah, it's a baby model for the baby, baby, baby yeah, it was baby baby partner. modeling, baby modeling. I I, I have uh, I was wearing uh, pampers. Pampers? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was it was a year. It was last year, and it was depends. That's what it was. It was depends. Hey, there were no pampers when you were young. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, actually, for the um, for the thing, I um, I met some actors, and some of the actors were pretty down to earth. Like one of the guys was really cool. Uh, he just talked about his family and everything else. One of the actors, models, actresses was really bizarre like she had this personality she had like walls like the person i was talking to wasn't the it was like she was always in character i guess and it wasn't even the yeah. character she was playing like she had a different character she was playing on the on the screen and but I can tell that she wasn't being herself off the screen. She was still in some sort of character. And it was kind of, it kind of tripped me out. I had a hard time talking to her because like, <laughs> I, it, it felt like I was talking to, uh, I felt like I was talking to a fembot from Austin Powers. <laughs> oh my God, fembot, wow. Are you sure you you weren't dreaming and then talking to us like talk? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was really it was really bizarre. It was really bizarre. Um, so what I what I got out of it was like some actors are really down to earth themselves, and then they have their characters. But some of the actors like her, and then also some of the models. I met a lot of models too. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Like they have they have these characters that they play and then the real them is somewhere in there but they they have a lot of walls, walls yeah. yeah that they put up between that and their real selves so then when you see them when you see their characters maybe they i don't know if there's a reason they do this i've never studied acting so maybe there's a reason they're doing this but no it's not just actors actually you know uh recently i learned something it's like halloween is not one day in a year it's throughout it's all the all the time even the normal people the people i meet over here uh, some people people have so many masks for good bad and other reasons they always keep up a mask uh, some of them it's like you met me and i'm like a, a social guy so everyone some of them told that oh it's all fake eric this is not the actual eric actually one of my ex said that to me i was like no this is just me 
it's me being the same with everybody. Then I realize it's like, oh, people do have a lot of masks. It's just me that I don't have masks. I should start putting up masks <laughs> throughout the year. <laughs> Gauging people, it sounds so much work, man. Seriously, you just can't be yourself. Oh no, so you, like you can't. That's yeah, true. yeah, it's like it gets it gets so convoluted into your brain. It's like, what is this? What did I say to that guy? That guy I should be like this. This guy is like. There's already a lot of things to do in the work to conduct yourself and everything. When you let loose and meet people, you, if you put these many masks around, so where does it end? How do you keep yourself lucid out of all this? And uh, with the famous people, I get it because there are a lot of barriers they need to keep up because they don't know who approaches them and everything. But with the common people, come on. Yeah. You don't have to put so many barriers. You don't have to be so much fake about things and everything, especially girls. Uh, I don't want to come across as a sexist, but yeah, unfortunately, for some reason, some experience, they do it a lot. It's just to protect them, I guess. That's what I learned. It's just to protect their inner self, uh, the true self. But then somehow I'm sure that they lose their inner self. Somewhere get lost. It's hard to be yourself when you put up these many characters without gap. So yeah, like uh, I studied... I'm my my major actually I have a master's in psychology. So psychology. Like, one, yeah. one, of the, one of the things I, I come with is uh, is uh, when I do my podcast is I talk about comedy, I talk about martial arts, but you know, there, there is always a little bit of a psychological element to it. And what you're talking about is uh, Freud actually mentioned um, the idea of masks and and the, and how people use different masks to navigate their world as a self-defense mm -hmm. mechanism to be able to like you said like for the for the women it's to protect themselves because they, they, they're always under they're constantly under assault by society by by the patriarchy if we're looking at it from a feminist perspective so yeah, true so they they do that women wear these masks and women actually because of society literally wear masks makeup is a type of mask right so like we've, oh true so true society has actually pushed them to literally wear a mask. Like if a woman goes out without makeup, people will make comments, right? And if a woman does go out without makeup, she has to be very conscious of this and she has to, uh, women are very, very, very preoccupied about the kind of creams they use to take care of their faces, to be able to have the face that they have. And there's a whole array of stuff we can go into just in that. But kind of going back to what you said about masks in psychology, why people wear these masks, I think the everyday person, the reason it doesn't come off, I always say this, in psychology, I, I, I found, I felt, everybody has their problems. Now, layman's terms, everybody has their own brand of crazy. Um, True. And just some, some certain brands of crazy mesh better with other brands of crazy. But as someone who studied psychology, I've never been put off by somebody who has who openly displays their problems. I've never been put off of that. And I've, I'm more, I've always told my wife, I'm like, I'm always more worried about the person that I can see has problems that doesn't, gets freaked out because I'm not the kind of person who holds back. So like, I've literally had friends where I, where I told them, I'm like, hey man, you know, you kind of have a, you, you, it seems like you're having issues with uh, paranoid schizophrenia. You know, I'd just be like, boom, like <laughs> drop bombs oh, on wow. them. And I'm like, but it's okay, man. It's all good. You know, just get some help. And they got really, you know, I've had people get mad and unfriend me and 
relationships lost because I'm really honest about what I see and happening. And you got a black eye. Yeah, and like, and I, like I said, I, I won't tell him. I don't put. I don't blast him in public because I know it's a private yeah, thing. Yeah, not. I hope not. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't I tell them. Uh, yeah, that that would be an asshole thing to do. It's uh, it's on a one on one when they're telling me their concerns. Yeah. I tell them, hey man, or or you know, you know, it seems like you're checking a lot of the boxes for this disorder, and you might want to go ask a professional because I'm not a psychologist. I studied psychology, and I chose not to follow the path of a of a uh, MFT, a marriage family therapist, or a, or a psychologist therapist. I chose to, I chose a different path, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I don't know what they know. I have a very good understanding of it. But um, to, like, I feel like, hey, I'm telling you this because I am your friend, right? Because if you weren't my yeah. friend and I just met you off the street and I didn't care about you and you were showing all these, all these. I was checking all these boxes with you. I wouldn't say shit to you because that's your problem, and you're not my friend. So hey, it's like tough luck. That's your life. <laughs> you figure it out. But if you're my friend and you're you're coming to me for advice, or, or 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 your or your family members are coming to me for advice and they're asking me and they're worried about you, and I, as your friend, I'm going to approach you and say, hey, you know, I'm being approached by your family. They're worried about A, B, one, two, three, and four. What do you see? Like I'm doing it because I do care, um, but I feel like with your everyday person, like you said, they wear masks to navigate their terrain, and I, I admit it too. I wear masks because in, in the professional world, to succeed, you you have to wear masks. A lot of people don't know how to handle. Like I mean, I'm similar to I have less masks, and I do tend to be very open with the way I think, to the point like when I uh. When I first met, when I first did my interview out here in Japan for my first job as an English teacher, the guy, uh -huh. who, the guy who interviewed me was like, "This guy really discloses stuff, personal stuff about himself that I really <laughs> didn't know. I didn't feel comfortable. I wasn't." He said, "He told me when I first met you, I really didn't know how to gauge you because you really dropped the <laughs> bomb on me when you said that you just came to Japan, your dad just died, you just got done." taking care of your of your brother and, and your and your mother let, took off when you were young like I said this in a job interview because <laughs> I, like, I forgot what the question was oh yeah the question is what brought you out to Japan and then my question oh, wow. to him I'm like do you want to hear do you want to hear the and I, I told him straight out I'm like do you, do you want to hear the professional version or do you want to hear the real story and he's like oh tell me the real story I'm like all right <laughs> yeah I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told him all the nitty gritty details, right? So, like, he told me after that that he really, he's like, again, I wasn't sure. I, I hired you on a, I figured that if things went really fucking bad, it was a three month contract and, it, and we could always just let you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened after that? I mean, I, I still work there to this day. I've been working there for six years now, but like. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't sure. He's like, either this guy's really genuine or he's completely fucking insane. So he was. <laughs> so he, 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 didn't, he didn't know which way. It could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. He's like, he, he rolled the dice. He rolled the dice. 
<laughs> and I'm glad he, he gambled on you. <laughs> I'm glad he took a, I'm glad he put his bet on. He bettered on. He bettered on 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 me, and I, I'm glad he put his bet bet on bet on brown yeah. bet on light brown. I guess. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, like a lot of people do wear masks, and I think what happens with the actors is because, like I said, everybody has their brand of crazy. And, and it's all good. As someone who studies psychology, I don't mind it. Um, I, I like meeting people and, and getting down and really getting to know them. But I think with actors, what happens is they play characters and they play these roles. And I always have to wonder how much of these characters, when they play the roles, how much of them is them. It takes skill to do it. So you have to wonder how much of them is left after they're done playing these characters. And like right now, you mentioned Kevin Spacey. He just, um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and they just had him, he, he played a video of something that he posted on YouTube and it was just bizarre, man. Like Kevin Spacey was, was playing some character that he's famous for, something Underwood. I don't know, I didn't watch the show, but I guess some mm-hmm. show that he's famous for, for playing this character and he decided to do, he decided to, I don't know if he to defend himself. I don't know what the story behind it is. Like, I don't know. Did you hear about the the Kevin Spacey YouTube video? What, wait, uh, what what character was this? Uh, let me see here, Kevin Spacey YouTube video. It was weird, man. He just released it. It was really strange. Yeah, Kevin Spacey Bizarro YouTube video on his IMB profile, uh, December thirty first. Um, okay, here, yeah, here, here, here. So this article is from Business Insider. And uh-huh. yeah, he, uh, after facing felony charges, he put this, he, he, he did this video, um, journalist, the former actor, Spacey did not watch the YouTube video. Okay, here, yeah. In the video... He addresses the decision to kill off his character in House of Cards following his firing last year. He also appears to reference the real-life allegations of sexual assault that surfaced last year, derailing his career. And the video depicts Spacey in a kitchen wearing an apron with Santa Claus imagery. And when I, like... Oh, wow, that doesn't fit well. Yeah, Spacey's monologue delivered an over-kitchen sink veers from references to House of Cards to an oblique defense against widespread charges of sexual misconduct. And when I heard it, like I heard the video, it didn't sound like Kevin Spacey, man. It sounded like a character. He sounded like a character. I thought, because I didn't actually see the video. I'm listening to it only audio. And from from listening to the audio... I literally thought I was listening to a clip from a movie. Like I couldn't tell because he was speaking like the English he was using was kind of like old English. I don't know. Like it was not the kind of, it wasn't like me talking to you. It was like reading a script. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does actually. It it makes a lot of sense. Uh, It's like, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, it's, it's it's hard to keep yourself lucid when you play so many characters. I did two plays. 
uh, uh, actually one that got aired the, but i was like uh, working for another play which didn't got aired so there are some lines over there uh, which after i learned the script they sit back in my unconscious mind <clears throat> about uh, things it was it, it was uh, it was uh, about an uh, a sponsor a sponsor uh, a sponsor who 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 is like a lot of haberdashery and convoluted uh, logic about everything somehow is very convincing character which i didn't get to play that was a shame and then i did another one with the uh, glen gary glen ross uh, which was a small character i did the play and the uh, only dialogue uh, i had like a very few lines and the dialogue was i don't have the power it was a henpecked character so i don't have the power sometimes uh, when you put immerse yourself into the character the lines stay back in your unconscious mind and it, it sometimes it gets really hard to shake them off you got to like tell yourself it's like no that's just a play it's just a play that's a character and uh, and it, it it didn't happen to that bad extent to me but it was a little what do you say the aroma of the character always lingers back kind of thing so that, did, uh, that uh, i can imagine uh, after doing so many characters it's hard to keep what is real i think he just snapped man yeah with all the things after these many of years and with the allegation of which came after like 15 years and he agreed to it and he got fired from a very famous show and uh, yeah so that it's like the, my my manager used to say something a positive is a positive but a negative is much more than a positive <laughs> that's how the world is that's that's how the world is yeah <clears throat> so yeah i actually i actually do relate we had stories about uh, in india it's like uh, in the film industry basically uh, it's a patriarchal industry to a certain extent which they are changing it now which which has been for a long time so female characters and female leads come and go come and go and some of them after the glam and shine is gone they resort to uh, uh, so called unethical ways of prostitution and everything to keep up the glam and keep uh, keep in the keep themselves in the limelight and all those things but that actually makes a lot of damage to their to themselves than actually putting uh, doing any good i ha- i i read stories about like uh, movie stars who went down the drain uh, especially female leads uh, just to keep up with the glitz and glamour and the changing trend which actually does a lot of damage yeah i think uh, yeah coming back to the video with a santa claus outfit and an apron after being uh after being uh what do you call the sexual assaults uh and allegations and everything yeah that doesn't sit well what yeah. were thinking yeah way too much in the character have you seen uh, the movie called birdman kevin spacey ah oh, man i saw it a long time ago and i totally yeah. forgot how it went at this point but i remember watching it i was really young and i remember kind of watching it and i i think i was uh a little too young to appreciate it if that makes any sense like i saw it oh, but yeah. I, i wasn't really paying attention i wasn't uh, i i i know it was I, i forget it was not a comedy was it no it was an intense movie it was an intense movie same yeah. lines. and that was the problem i came in it had robin williams in it too right yeah yeah, yeah. so i came in to watch the film thinking it was a comedy <laughs> yeah robin williams and, and it and it kind of I I sat there the whole movie being like oh, where where's the funny part coming? 
<laughs> and so, I just, like, I don't remember the plot of the film. I, I, was, I was actually planning on watching it again because of that. Because I watched it when it when it came out. When did it, that movie came out? Come here, I was going to watch it. Bird, Birdman, right? Yeah. It's on the same lines, actually, with the actors uh, who famous. And Birdman uh, with Birdman with Kevin Spacey, because not because there's Birdman with Michael Keaton, but that's the uh, that's the new. That's a new one. That's a different movie completely. Birdman yeah. with Birdman with Kevin Spacey, and uh, was it was it Bird, was it Birdman or was it Bird? Birdman film. Yeah, Birdman. I'm looking it up too. Was it Birdman? Wait, it was Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it is Birdman. It was Birdman. Oh, sorry. It's not Kevin Spacey. It's Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. It's Michael Keaton. Yeah, okay, sorry. so you're talking, about Michael Ke you're talking about the Michael Keaton film. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay. 2014, black okay, comedy. That, okay, okay. Yeah, that, actually, I never saw that movie. That, but that no, movie... It's good. I heard it's that movie was really lines. good. I, I wanted to see it. It was a, it was a psychological... They said it was a comedy, but it was more of a psychological film, from what I from what I heard. It's the same thing. Uh, it's on the same lines, actually. Famous actor, he grows old, and this industry moves on, but he's still stuck in the character. He's in the hospital, but he still thinks he's a Birdman, playing that character. Oh wow! I have to. I, I I saw the previews for that. That's one of those movies, man. See, that's that's what happens, right? Like when you when you live. You, I'm sure. I don't know if you experience experience this in Shanghai, but ever since I moved to Japan, like I don't get to watch all the movies. <laughs> like I see I, a movie and I tell myself, I really want to see that movie. Don't forget to watch that movie. And then when I get a chance to sit down and watch a movie, I end up watching something else and then i forget that these movies i have a list of movies that i said i was going to watch this was one of them yeah yeah it's 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 on the same way he does a superhero character and he stays inside the character even in the real life oh, damn. yeah i saw the uh, yeah it's a good movie it's like very intense movie and it's really good actually it's on the same lines that's what uh alejandro inaratu to check it out, check it out. yeah it's, it's directed but yeah that's why I saw it I was I started watching Babel of Alejandro Inurati and then I was following all his movies well Babel so was that's good I saw that one that was really good yeah it was really good that was really good yeah, so I was I was following up all his movies and then I came across this one and I started watching it because uh, his non-linear way of telling the story is really good I liked it and uh, yeah so yeah, this this movie reminds me of all the things that are going on with Spacey right now. Actually, makes sense. He's definitely yeah. he definitely seems to 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 kind of lost his grip on some stuff, <laughs> to say the least. It's it's hard when you have these many masks or characters to play. It's actually hard to keep yourself lucid. I get it with the uh, actors and the stars because they have so much pressure behind the uh, glam and glitz. But yeah, I don't get the point with the normal people doing this kind of stuff. That's how they lose, actually. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's it's like uh, what do you call that? It's a dilemma to protect what, and then you lose exactly the yourself, and then you don't know what exactly you're protecting, and you just go limbo. Yeah, that might be the right word, <laughs> limbo, and all these things. 
Yes, it really sounds like. Well, brother, we just wrapped up uh, about an hour and 15 right there. Nice. <laughs> um, I guess uh, before we finish up, is there mm-hmm. any shows? This is going to be coming out, editing and everything. I, I'm hoping to get this out there by the end of this month. So technically, we're going to say February. Is there anything happening in February that you want to let people know? Uh, I might do some more uh, open mic nights, uh, actually. Uh, and uh, then we have uh, we have a community of very open mic night here where everyone can just come across and then talk whatever things they want to talk about comedy play music read poems and everything so that's a good uh, one of my friend organizers said called uh, Sasha she she Sasha and Giuseppe they organized this uh, and it's a good uh, uh, platform uh, to actually express people no judgment kind of thing. And if, so if someone's in Shanghai and they wanted to contact them, where how how would they go about that? Uh, WeChat, or they can just uh, look out for very open mic nights and just come over there. All right. Yeah, and what was it? There. They do it like once in two weeks, uh, every month, twice every month. And what was the name of that venue again? Uh, it's a Un Cafe Bar. Right now, it's going on an Un Cafe Bar. Un Cafe Bar in Shanghai, China. Yep. On Cafe Bar in Shanghai, China. You can contact uh, the people through WeChat. And yes. the, the person's name again was? Uh, Alexandra. Everyone knows her as Sasha and Giuseppe. All right. So Sasha and Giuseppe. If, if they search Sasha and... Ah, uh, man, I can't even say that again. I can't say that twice. I can't say that last name twice. <laughs> Sorry, no, uh, I can't do it. It's two different people. One is Sasha, oh. and the other one is Giuseppe. It's a guy. Oh, okay. All right. That so it's not one person's name. Right. No, just look for look for very open mic night on a uh, search for very open mic night on WeChat, or look for Un Cafe Bar and their uh, uh, and their events okay. that goes on. There. All right. So, so yeah. Again, uh, for my listeners, that's Un Cafe Bar in Shanghai, China. You can search it, and uh, you can search it on Google. Will that come up on Google? Yeah, yeah. Or there's something called Smart Shanghai here, where uh, they get to know about the venues. Okay. They can search on there too. Cafe bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Or they can contact me. Yeah. Or they can contact me. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that's 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 that sounds a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can follow them. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you contact uh, Eric Dinesh on WeChat, that's E R I C. D-I-N-E-S-S-H. Uh, yeah. Contact him on WeChat. If you don't know what WeChat is, uh, just look it up. WeChat is an international app. It works everywhere. So it's nice because it works in China as well. Uh, some stuff doesn't work out there. And also, if you Google, like he just mentioned, I just Googled Uncafe Bar, and it came up, uh, mm-hmm. a website, Smart Shanghai, came up immediately giving me information about it. So. You can check it out there as well. Right. Well, man, uh, again, thanks for being on the show. I'm going to uh, – please, we should do this again sometime. I'll hit you up and yes. have you come. Yes, we should definitely do. Thanks for having me, Angelo. No problem. Anytime, anytime. All right. Well, uh, to my listeners, stay tuned for the media wrap-up. I'm going to go over some stuff, that, some events coming up, so stay tuned for that. Right now, you hear the music for the queue, so let's go ahead and move into that. Hey, thanks for watching Social Jolo with Angelo. 
Uh, I said watching, not listening. So for my podcast listeners, I really appreciate you checking out the show. Go to www.socialjello.com to learn more about how you can support the show. I'm on all the other social media outlets, and my website has connections to all of them. So please check that out, and thanks for supporting the show. Stay tuned till next time. Peace.